Wait, so didn't these guys already record a Spectre podcast? I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond. Thank you, Mr. Bond. Name's Bond. James Bond. We did, but in fact there was so much material, as an editing decision, I decided to cut the podcast in two. The previous podcast, Spectre Part 1, is our traditional review podcast in all its parts. What you're going to hear now is an edit from the Running Rankings movie section. So, without further ado, here's a 30-minute conversation on Spectre the 24th Bond film, starring Daniel Craig. There? Hmm. What else What else do you want to talk about in the movie? I have a lot of notes that I really want to talk about. Did you realize that uh, in this film, based on the personal effects from Skyfall, we can piece together how old James Bond is? Oh yeah, got you, you paused and... Yeah. So the personal effects of Skyfall included photos and an order of temporary guard- temporary guardianship. Mm-hmm. Bond was 12 years old uh, at the time of the temporary guardianship, and it started on January 21st, 1983 at noon. That would make Bond 45 years old in 2016, born in 1971. So his time's about up. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that they actually let that level of detail out. It's about time for him to retire. Maybe. Would you, would you be crushed if, much like The Dark Knight... Uh, I would be crushed a if se- it ended here. A series of movies that I discuss often if uh-huh. it was a this crush. was the arc of James Bond. I would be crushed. You'd be crushed? Yeah. I really want to see... Uh, I was so happy to see when Christoph Waltz signed up for two more movies contingent on Daniel Craig being bond and i was like okay christoph waltz sees what's here you know he's willing to do blowfeld for two more movies how perfect can we we can have you know much we talked about and i've got notes here about what i think the future is with madeline swan possibly being an angel of death or something like that i there's two movies they see it you know Mm -hmm. um so to have to have daniel craig be done on or even to have Daniel Craig be done and someone else come in, I still hate that idea. For him to be replaced, but the storyline's the same? Yeah. Well, his contract is contingent. On Bond. On Craig. So, yeah, that won't happen. So he won't come back with yeah. that. Although money talks. Yeah. And like we've talked about, I think Craig's in the same spot Sean Connery was to some extent with the media. You know, he needs time He's a very private and, person. Yeah. So... It's, I mean, it's a demanding. It was a demanding role. How would you? Same question to you. How would you feel if? if I'm okay with story end? arcs. Do you think it's okay to end here? I would not be crushed. James Bond you gets just a win. Scott Blofeld. He gets a win though. That's that's. I would have wanted more. I would want the three hour. I want the two hours. I just want James hours. to be miserable. You want Madeline to die. You want him to battle Blofeld. 
just be a sad sack of shit. He gets the girl into DB. Maybe that's that's what I'm rooting for. And I didn't, I didn't look at it that way. That's true. This is the way that James Bond ends happy. It's the only way. And we bring in a new... We have a brand new... Brand new M. A relatively brand new. Mm-hmm. We have Mallory as M. So I guess we could talk about a little bit... Also, you're going to speculate Bond 25, if not, mm-hmm. you know, another Objad that's... We can speculate more in the future. Um, but this would be, you know, a good place to kind of speculate where where this, the different options the series has. So mm-hmm. if it just ended, we just talked about that. What if the same universe continued, but James Bond has retired? So they just, they get a new 007. Same universe though. So like the same M returns, the same Q returns, the same Money Penny returns. I don't like it. You don't like that? No, it didn't work for Lazenby. I don't think it'll work here. No, he doesn't play James Bond. Like literally, oh, James Bond has retired. Mm-hmm. And they just get a new 007. Who goes by James Bond? I don't know if he needs to go by James Bond. I don't think you can change it. I don't think you can start calling 007 Bill Smith. I mean, that, come on. It's 007 James Bond. It's actually James Bond 007. Ian Fleming's James Bond 007. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't like that at all. So you don't like that idea? You know... This, this is this is so a, what about, this is a so much deeper the, conversation, the, but I really wanted to have someday with you. How where do you will this will this franchise when and should this franchise ever end? And how do you do so? Like at some point do you go like does do you just wait for the public to, to determine it? Like when you've lost money on a film, alright, that's done. We'll revisit it in two decades from now. Like how do you how do you gracefully walk away from this? Or do you ever because I I think you're the one that told me like James Bond is is what it needs to be for masculinity in that era. Was mm-hmm. that you that told me that? We've had this conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think you can... I don't know if you ever get rid of him. Does it ever end? We could probably have a whole odd job in this conversation. So, I don't want to sidetrack the podcast, but... Do you have a quick answer to that? I mean, in a capitalistic society, when you're making a billion dollars a film, you're not going to really end it, are you? Yeah. Why would I? Hmm. If you're making money. Not at all. But as a James Bond fan where you don't care about money and you care about storylines and characters and all these things, is there ever a point, and maybe now is the perfect time? If you wanted to go down a path where, as you said, where James Bond 007 becomes a codename, mm-hmm. I think this is the universe where you can create that. Where the James Bond 007 has retired, but you bring back... You know, somebody, somebody to be 007. By the way, your code name is James Bond. Yeah. Long dramatic pause. Mm. <laughs> can uh, just to, to lighten the mood for a second, can I tell you something that cracked me up watching Spectre at home? Sure. So you know I always watch the films with the closed caption on, right? I didn't know you did that. I always do that because it helps with the, you know, I got kids running around for one thing most yeah. of the time. But just the dialogue, sometimes the dialogue's tough. I know I learn a lot watching movies. So like I picked up a couple lines that I didn't know what Bond said in this movie. But my favorite part was 
you know, where we meet Oberhauser for the first time mm-hmm. in the meeting room where they're, they're briefing the good things going on with the company, yeah. the corporation. When Oberhauser talks for the first time mm-hmm. and he says, don't let me interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Closed caption quoted it as Blofeld. <laughs> don't let me interrupt you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, if you don't watch movies in the movie theaters, you're hard of hearing or something. And this is the first time you're watching it. And the movie's telling you, this guy's fucking Blofeld. Talk about ruining the movie. I mean, really though, was anybody was anybody shocked? I'll tell you what. Was I'll, full disclosure? Anybody full disclosure, I shocked? Was, I was like, I did not do any research whatsoever. Like, I wasn't crazily shocked, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure that he was going to be Blofeld. They had the picture of him in the gray jacket. I know the Blofeld jacket. I should have. I should have seen it coming, but everybody, I guess, should see it coming. Yes. I was shocked that at some point we discover Madeline's name was actually Tracy. <laughs> That's what shocked me. What I won't be surprised if Daniel Craig does come back and Madeline Swan's character is there, that they go into hiding and her cover name is Tracy. Is Tracy. And James being James, very reminiscent of Casino Royale, continues. Like they go someplace and he just sees like a uh, reservation for uh, Bond, James Bond. <laughs> She's uh, like, James, we're supposed to be... And then she gets shot in the face. We're going to uh, go go undercover in Spain. And I'm going to be Bond, James Bond. And you're going to be Teresa De Vicenzo. Contessa. Contessa De Vicenzo. Yeah. I really enjoyed all the all the overtures to On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. That was nicely done. Like Peace Gloria mm-hmm. in the, the Hoffler Clinic. and The snow, the mountains... Mm-hmm. The gondolas. You want to at this point? Do you want to expand a little bit on what I think is a great theory that Blofeld going up to the house, the Angels of Death? Sure, because I I actually think watching it again today, I found another nugget. Uh huh. You know, maybe I am forcing it a little bit, but I. Uh... Before we go there, can we go back to no? Can we go back to Mister White? Because sure. I I think there's some there some stuff there that Mister White says. The Pale King. Yeah. And I also really wanted to talk to you about, do you still feel Quantum is potentially was... Do you, do you think Quantum was always a leg of Spectre? Well, we have... Or do you think Spectre formed into Quantum and that's where Mr... Or, excuse me. Do you think Quantum no, turned into Spectre and that's where... So when, that's where when, Mr. Q, White had when Q has White. a laptop, he has Silva, Skiara, Mr. White, um, Dominic Green, Lashif, and Patrice. Mm-hmm. Are the villains that come up, and even Mr. White says that he followed as far as he could mm-hmm. the organization, and I think to me that just confirms that that Quantum that was his wing, and he with Quantum followed as as far as he could, and then let me let me let me do the exact quote. The game we played has changed. Women and children. I followed him as far as I could go. That was his exact quote. Well, before that, the line was, the game is the game. Yes. Touche. Mm-hmm. But my question to you was, does this explain the evolution of Quantum into Spectre, or is Quantum still the financial wing in the organization? I, I, I liked what you said, that it's the... Financial wing? Uh, no, extortion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, the e I, I say the financial ring, but that's what I mean. Is the extortion? Yeah, it's they're the, e they're the money makers. They're keeping the lights on for yep. the organization. 
And silver was the C of Spectre. Yeah. And Patrice is probably the T, T. of Spectre. What else? Maybe the R. T and the R. He's the revenge and the, uh, or, uh, excuse me, Silva's the uh, counterintelligence and the mm-hmm. revenge. You could even say that maybe... What's the P again? Uh, it's the special executive, so SP Excellent. is one is special. Okay. They're all special right. in one way. Yeah, I mean... But the other thing, paraphrase, Mr. White got killed for disobeying Blofeld, leading to his poisoning. Mm-hmm. But I, watching that, I was like, is there more there? Sure. He's protecting his daughter, right? With your theory. Yeah. Do you want to explain your theory before doing this? Yes. All right, so... So let's fill in the listeners. So let's go forward. If you haven't listened to the Spectre theory... So we go to Blofeld's lair, Oberhauser's lair that we learned is Blofeld's lair. Hmm. And well, Oberhauser died. Yes, the Franz Oberhauser died. Yeah. Yep. Then Ernst Ivor Blofeld. But he says... Of his mother's lineage. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I've been looking forward to this. All of us here together. A reunion. I'm so glad you could you came too, dear Madeline. You were just a girl when I first when I, I saw you first. You were just a girl when I saw you first. Mm-hmm. I came to your home once to see your father. Madeline says, I don't remember that. Ober Oberhauser Blofeld says, But I do. So the theory was Your theory. My theory. I, in the theaters, really thought that was foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it on the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, the hair stood up on the back of my neck. I was like, there's there's something going on here. They're prepping us for something to come. And I really think that what they're saying there is Madeline has been prepped to be possibly an angel of death, hypnotized in some way, shape, or form, a nod to Honor Majesty's Secret Service. She is a weapon. Mm-hmm. She is something evil. She's been trained to do something evil for the the Spectre Corporation, if mm-hmm. you will. Which takes me back to Mr. White. Mm-hmm. And I think Bond asks, "Are you protecting someone?" You know, I could only I could only follow him so far. Had the day come that that Blofeld said, "I need Madeline to do her mission, what I've trained her to do," and that's when he defied Blofeld. And put her into hiding. And put himself into hiding. So I'm, I'm wondering, is he protecting her? Obviously he's protecting her. But mm-hmm. why is he protecting her? And then the, the comment of the reunion. All of us here together. I came to see you when you were a child. Like He's obviously... Some, there's more to that story that is there. Am I missing something? Do you, do you... No, I think it's a good theory after you told me that. Do you see it too? I mean, having watched it all this week... When yeah, you I just don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe it? I want James to have his happy ending. But I just wonder if, there, if, if it got to the point where Blofeld says Operation Archangel or whatever they're going to call it. Order 66. Order 66. It's time for... It's time I mean, for... Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the hardest thing? The most heartbreaking, the, the most James Bondy thing that he has to kill Madeline himself? Absolutely. And self-defense. And then that takes him to having to kill Blofeld. But the ultimate question is to you, but then I can all, I can ultimately turn this back around, is the, the question is, why wouldn't he do that at any time during Spectre to activate her brainwashing, what have you, just turn her rogue to attack Bond 
he could have killed her at any time at the at the the lair. But is it like any? Why why would I not just shoot James Bond strapped to the the gold table when I could cut him in half with a laser beam type of thing? Mm-hmm. So, and is it I am the source of all your pain? I can make it even more painful by having you witness this mm-hmm. type of thing. I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Do you have any other? Am I out of lunch, out to lunch? No, no. I think it's a it's an interesting theory, and again, a lot hinges on Bond twenty five. It really does for this film. Where do we go from here? We got to start narrowing down. You got to start making some decisions on Daniel Craig, man. Yeah. The fourth Bond film. He's now Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Dan or Pierce Brosnan, and him have reached the four Bonds. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Thunderball, putting... Moonraker, Die Another Day, and Spectre. Mm-hmm. I know. I know what your theory is with the. That's you get to the four Bond mark, and that's how you rank them. The movie fails you. This, mo- only... this movie fails you? Say again? This movie fails? Oh, the fourth one in general? The fourth one. The fourth one usually fails the actor, except for the one, the only... Thunderball? The still. James Bond. Sean Connery. Thunderball. But then he slept walk through Oh, You Only Live Twice. I guess I have to wonder, do you... Is... It... I'm, I'm going to obviously say something here that is wrong. But is Sean Connery's fourth film as James Bond actually You Only Live Twice? How's nobody that? knew nobody knew anything about 007 James Bond and Dr. No. Dr. No was off the charts brand new, first of its kind. No, they had... In order to have a level playing field. Hear me out. In order to have a level playing Novels field. Novels were written already. Valid point. Valid point. So the character yeah. of James Bond was well yeah. established. Yeah. So you that that whole argument goes to shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So it stands up. I like those four films. Everybody does. Everybody does. He grows as an actor in each one. The portrayal is strong, in each one. There's no quantum of solace in there. There's no quantum in there. <laughs> Does that answer it right there? Is Sean Connery number one? Yes. I think he is. I came to this decision this week. Yeah. Sean still won. But it all hinges on Bond 25. Daniel Craig's still in the running. But as of this moment, Sean Connery is number one. After 24 films. I want to know. Like, Sean's one. This is this Craig's is, two. This is a revolution to me, right? We haven't had this conversation. Like, just... Talking this out together, uh-huh. I think I'm I'm confident to say that Sean Connery is number one. Something wrong with I, that? Double O Pop. What do you think? I really want to know. Like, what do you think? Do you agree with that? Tweet us. Let us know. You know. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Jordan Peters. It's a valid. It's Liz Benall. Yeah. We never call you out, Liz. You you like a lot of stuff on our. Oh uh, yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Pretty active there. Realism. Are we ready to get to that point? What is this, a two-hour podcast? Not yet. Not yet. Was it real? 
Was it Goldfinger level of realism? Uh, or better? It was a little, I don't know, a little better. Was the movie real if you can believe in Blofeld? And now it becomes back to the original. If you can believe in Blofeld, you know, you know, then it's a, it's a believable, it's a believable film. You know, we talked about what you want this film to be, and, and I'm very tough on it. I want this film to be a beginning. You know, like Monty Penny says, you know, everyone's been talking. They think you're, they think you're done. Mm-hmm. What do you what think? Do you think? I think you're just getting started. Yeah. Old dog, new tricks. You know how great this film would have been, though, if they had just stopped the train? It really would have. But, you gotta release this movie in 2016, though. You gotta, you have to have them filmed together. Boom. November 2015. Spectre. 2016 November. Boom. I want Spectre Part D or whatever the appropriate name is the special executive for counterintelligence revenge and extortion i wait you really yeah i'm forgetting it you how are you forgetting this this because, is the last film because you know what else is going on no, this, time? this is would... for your eyes only president presidential elections are going on there's a lot of things going on in the world i'm gonna forget this you're not gonna forget this as a bond fan I'm gonna you're gonna go be rabid as a bond fan. i'm gonna watch it again before i go see bond 25 so you're gonna be rabid if that if it ended there if they expanded it a little more, they had some more time with Madeline, the little little deeper into kind of the organization of Spectre. Mm-hmm. You didn't waste a phenomenal performance um, of Skiar's mistress. Had that a little more detailed. Skiar's wife? Or yes, yeah, mistress. I mean her <laughs> wife. Yeah, the wife. Uh-huh. Just, you know, open it up a little more, yeah. get into have some balls. You, you're touching on a big point here with the Bond series getting a little political. Mm-hmm. It's too much government, you know, spying and everything. This is a good point. Mm-hmm. Expand it. Be a little confident in that. Mm-hmm. You got an all-time classic right there. Mm-hmm. That would have been great. I, it's, and and then just you got that final fight going is on. Is Mr. Hinks coming is, back? Is he dead? Is he know. dead? Is he not? Mm-hmm. What are we waiting for? What are they getting at? What's the reveal? And then the next film, just from the beginning. And then you that's where you can make me as a Bond fan, you could end it there. You could end it driving off in the sunset if that's what you want James Bond, Daniel Craig's James Bond arc to be. And I'm going to be If you happy. want it. Or you can have a two-parter, another two-parter, or, or finish that first parter and then have a final parter if you want to, if you want to have James Bond continue to be miserable. I mean, I don't think he's... Uh... I don't think he ever gets his happy ending. Maybe you only live about twice. <laughs> I don't know. I was going somewhere else with happy. <laughs> no, if I, I think it's part of the psyche of James Bond. Do I want him to have a happy ending? Of course. I'm going to get my heart broken, though. Mm-hmm. Just like his. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Can I point out something before we get into love, hate, kill? Sure. Have we not already done all our loves and hates? We probably could wrap it up in one big bow and be done. Yeah. But I want to point out one thing. Okay. You and I have both dissected the Q's glorious job dissecting the quantum specter organization Mm -hmm. and placing the heads on the different parts of the Mm -hmm. octopus Mm -hmm. did you notice one big thing 
They're missing a leg? They're missing the longest center leg. Does not have a name on it yet. Mm-hmm. Bond 25, right there. There's one big piece missing. Yeah, Largo. Largo or Madeline Swan? Like she's in on it the whole time? I don't think she's in on it consciously. We've already... Yeah. Or do you think someone like Largo? Do you think there's someone in the in the woodwork that we don't know about? All I'm pointing out is there's one big fucking leg. The longest leg. The leg directly attached to the, the head of the octopus that has no name on it. So to me, there's clearly... Something to come. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder, and I really want to talk to you because you study films a lot more than I do. How far in advance do they plan these things? Like, do you think they have through Bond 26 done? Do you think Purvis and Wade and Butterworth and whoever the Logan and all the names are? I mean, the only real name that matters is Broccoli and Wilson? Yeah. Did you notice that Daniel Craig was the producer, a co producer of the film? And when you're making how many, what did he get? Some like 36 million for this film? Did he? Yeah. He's got points on it. I just wondered, like, how far in advance are they planning these things? Like, how like how rough is the skeleton? Like, I know how far we advance, we, we plan in advance for this series, you know, of its X amount of listeners. 1% of the James Bond listeners and followers in the world. Like, how far in advance are they planning? I mean, it, it depends. Like, you're talking about... My, I think, I think Broccoli probably, you know, Broccoli and Wilson probably have a really good idea if Daniel Craig is coming back where they want to go, mm-hmm. because there's been a vision with this reboot. Mm-hmm. I don't think it happened on accident. There could be an argument to be made that after Quantum, they're like, all right, let's just have some confidence to, you know, make the arc. Uh, but I don't think you head into the direction that Spectre went into if you don't have a vision for what follows afterwards. They had the two-parter. There's a two-part. They had an idea for a two-part film that just didn't work out, so they put it in one. So I do think they have some vision out there. Um, I think you know, again, going back to like the Dark Knight, he knew where he was going the entire time. Um, one of my favorite televisions of shows of all times, The Sopranos. He had that last scene written from season one. He knew what the ending of The Sopranos was going to be. And it's just building up to, you know, this moment. Um, I think they have an idea. If Madeline is going to be an angel of death, they already know that. Do you think there's any public poll? Like, do you think they listen to to shit? Like, two, two crazy dudes sitting... Talking about James Bond, do you think they listen to podcasts like this or James Bond Radio, or uh, I think Bond they take. And they, and... I, I think they're business people. Mm-hmm. You have to, as business people, take they into intern, your, listen to those guys. your market. I think you know they. What does your market want or not want? Mm-hmm. What's going to make the movie? It's a product at the end of the day. It's a, the business. Mm-hmm. What's going to make you more millions of dollars? What do you think Cubby would do? Put more helicopters in there. <laughs> Heaven forbid if that was actually Harry Salzman. What if he actually... The whole running joke's just ruined. I know. I think they know. I'd like to think they know. I think he had a really original idea there with the Angels of Death. And 
I'm I'm really rooting for it now, so that you could be right. I hope so. Can we go back and uh, what we talked about just real briefly? Inspector, the Spectre uh, reveal. The your idea. The Spectre projector. What? The Spectre projector. What? What idea? About having the opening sequence be nowhere related to the movie and have it be a, a nod to Goldfinger opening sequence or something like that, or Goldfinger yeah. or Thunderball or yeah. Because if you didn't listen to it, you know, you may have not listened to the Roger Moore odd job. Right. We talked about Spectre at the end. Spectre surprise. I hope you listened to A very to... merry Spectre or yeah. a very Spectre Christmas, I think it was. I really love that that podcast that we did. So go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. What, is your, what is your idea? For the next cold open, that mm-hmm. the next cold open be James on a mission that we recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always refer to, uh, uh, to Thunderball mm-hmm. because I think it's a very recognizable scene, the battle underwater that it just starts in the middle of it mm-hmm. and it's the ending of a mission that we very much recognize him him doing and then goes into goes into the film to, would, as as i think that would be kind of like the ultimate nod to to the fans of the series that have stuck with it mm-hmm. i would love to see an opening sequence that has nothing to do with the film it's been a long time since we've seen that i think since the world is not enough yeah. Every since the world is not enough, every opening sequence has taken us directly into the movie. Which been related plot wise? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I want something that has nothing to do with it. I want my friend watching the movie with me to go, So wait, that whole the whole first ten minutes had nothing to do with the movie? Absolutely nothing. That was just James Bond kicking ass somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I want that. It's probably not gonna happen. It's probably not gonna happen. Because no one's willing to take a three hour movie. James Bond movie. How far along are we in this? I feel like we... I don't know anymore. Okay. Well, I'm going to rely on your spectacular editing okay. to ask you, real, real, ever so briefly, mm-hmm. what did you love about this film? Give me two. Give me at least two. Act one and <laughs> act two. There we go. I'm going to go a little more micro, uh-huh. a little deeper. I love, and this is my comedic, the comedic scene that I loved. I love the scene where Q opens the door and realizes that James Bond just took the DB10. But left him a cold bottle of Bollinger. Bollinger. And he just goes, oh shit. And then, mm, I like the reveal of Blofeld. Yeah. I like Blofeld getting the scar. I I watched it in slow motion. Mm-hmm. The the scene where the watch blows up, mm-hmm. like they they didn't fuck around. Yeah, like when they should the I I played it in slow motion. The stuntman or Waltz or whoever it was that was in the chair when they hit the ground, they had makeup on the right side of their face that smacked the ground and blood splattered on the ground. I was like, touche. I mean, that, that was that was freaking level of detail. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't joke around at all. Did you hate anything? You hated a lot of stuff about this movie. I didn't hate it. I was. I'm just Did very you just like. I'm just very tough on it. Mm-hmm. Tough love. Yeah. As I said, you look at our running rankings. I rank this film very high mm-hmm. on a lot of categories. Um, so it's just what I wanted this film to be, and what, what I hope you know when when again it's a, a beginning. 
and I'm very hard on it because a beginning has so much potential, but not, not the end. We don't know where it's going to go. So it's, I just want to make sure that we're pushed. It's, it's pushed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I'll say there's one thing that I can confidently say that I hated. Mm -hmm. I hated James Bond's apartment. I love that. It was a college bachelor pad, man. At what point? Remember Sean Connery's house? Yeah. Sean Connery's. It was. He was. He was an established man. He had. Same with Roger Moore. Yeah, we saw Roger Moore's too. Yeah, and Live and Let Die. Why is it because? I mean, I guess. And this. Well, Bond first had of all, died. Yeah, yeah. They they, they sold s- off his shit. They sold off Skyfall. all stuff. He had to get another, another flat. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that gives a shit. He's not really at home a lot. He's out traveling around in Mexico City doing missions. Banging checks. Yeah. You don't think Sean Connery is doing the same thing? You don't think he took the time to decorate his house? No. He put a putting green in? No, he also had... Have Sylvia Trench? He had Sylvia Trench probably doing that. When is she going to come back? Probably never. When is Felix Leiter going to come back? When is Jeffrey Wright going to show up again? That would be nice. Why are we? Why do we just get a yeah a name drop? Bring him back. I mean, I think we're both on the same page that he's the best Felix Leiter by far. Easily. Would you kill anything? The final third. <laughs> I wouldn't kill it. I just want it to be two films. I want the two films. It would have been far superior as two films. I know. I know. The uncertainty of not having Dan- Daniel Craig come back, I would kill that. It'll lock him up. Yeah. What is what do what do you need at cost? this time? What yeah. do, it's not what is the cost. What do, do you need time? We'll give you time. Yeah. You need some space. We'll give you. Do do you want to be protected from some of the publicity when, when we do twenty five? Like, you know, it's a at this at this point at this point in the franchise. Do you really need to tout around? Daniel Craig everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, like the movie's going to sell itself. You yeah. have other people doing it. He doesn't need to do every single appearance and every single every place. Single interview. You know, did you see recently uh, the story? He went to the hospital. No. Uh, this, this kid um, had cancer, a big Bond fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dad was like getting in the elevator and Daniel Craig walks by and he's like, hello. And just like walks and the dad's like, the fuck is this? Is that Daniel Craig? And uh, he went and spoke to the kid for like 15 minutes. And one of those things was like, hi, I'm James Bond, you know, whatever. And like talked to the kid about James Bond movies and then was like, all right, I got to go. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Do you think he gets pushed to do that stuff or do you think he does that on his own? I think he's, a, again, I think he's, he's a, a really private right. person. Yeah. I think he did that on his own. I mean, he didn't even tell the family, like... The dad was the one that was talking about it. He was like literally like he was going to the elevator and Daniel Craig just popped in. That's awesome. There to speak to the kid. Hang out with him a little bit. Kids are going to remember that the rest of his life. Do you think Sean Connery did that stuff? Sean Connery donated his entire salary. He did. That's salary. right. That's a yeah. valid point. Valid point. He, did, he basically did Diamonds Are Forever and created a charity fund. Yeah. The Scottish Guild or whatever it yeah. was for the... And then I know he did a lot of work with that. Yeah. And Roger Moore's, uh, was it Yusef? Not Yusef. UNICEF. UNICEF, thank you. Yeah. 
So they've all been charitable, charitable guys. So. Yeah, yeah. You want to bring this home? One last comment. One last thing. All right. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. And it's back in the hate. I think our final third mimics uh, <laughs> these assholes should have just made two podcasts. I want to bring this up just because it got so much hate. Uh-huh. But I also think it's kind of funny and I think it's kind of appropriate. Mm-hmm. When he when Bond was in MI6, walking down the same corridor where Silva had been held captive, mm-hmm. you know, through the shooting ranges and everything, and in and each one of the target, I mean, the, one of the targets turned around and it was James Bond's face, and then the other shooting uh, carousels or whatever you want to call them, there was the face of Lashif and the face of Green and the face of Silva and the face of M. Did you hate that? Did you find that over the top? Was it? Would you have cut that? There's a lot of criticism from what I've seen in the Bond fan sphere out there that people hated that. Why? Because it's kind of absurd. Because it's absurd in the fact that you're telling me that somebody in the Spectre Evil organization went to Kinko's and printed out some photocopies of the faces of Spectre and Judy Dench and Bond and paste them on walls in MI6? Do you think that's a little absurd? No. No? no. You're okay with it? No. I mean, my, my defense of it is, I mean, someone that is psychotic as Blofeld is going to have somebody go, yeah, you know what's going to make this even better? Go over there and print those copies out of, of Silva and M and Bond's face and put them on the walls. He's gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna snake him up right through this hallway, and he's gonna have to come up and see me. And he's gonna have to look at those. I mean, it was clearly a very planned thing with all the explosive, mm-hmm. and then he was in that one room with the glass, and then yeah. he just walks away at the exit. So the fact that it was so planned, you're okay yeah. with it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for another sane Bond fan that goes. It was so planned. It was okay that those were there. I don't know if I would say sane, but sure. <laughs> Thank you for bonding with us here, bonding over bond. Until next time, shake it. Don't stir it.
Bonding Over Bond will return in the For Your Eyes Only podcast series, the On Her Majesty's Secret Service mission. All right, I'm ready to bring it home if you are. All right.